Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. His son, Percival, he is a regular on the Price of Business. He is a, an attorney in the Houston area that focuses on employment law. And uh, always love having you on the program. Hassan, uh, I find that I can go on a long time about you, but you have a great clarity about all the things you do and, and your background in a way that I, after years I still don't quite get because, uh, frankly, it's very nuanced and very interesting about yourself and about your firm. I always find the fact that you studied HR in your undergraduate work uh, before going to law school I showed a lot of foresight on your part and what you wanted to do, which is focus on employment law. But, but a little bit more about your story and your firm. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a LSU grad, and I, I grew up in, a, in, in, in southwest Louisiana. I, I call myself an Iranian Cajun. It's a very rare type of Cajun. Um, I was born in New Iberia. And, uh, and uh, right by the Tabasco factory and, and uh, came, came to Houston for law school and, uh, and I've been practicing uh, labor and employment law there uh, ever since. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating story. Uh, you sound like you knew early where you wanted to go and you've done it. I think it's great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this uh, new item uh, being debated. Uh, and, and apparently... Pierce, the rule has not been released yet, but the Federal Trade Commissions are taking a serious look at non-competes. And we both know, I've known because I've signed non-competes, uh, and I've had employees sign non-competes, that uh, they have long had limitations. You can't completely undermine someone's um, you know, ability to make income. And when a non-compete, uh, for those not familiar, is basically a document between two parties, uh, typically a business and an employee, that prevents them from working in the field that that employer is in for a certain period of time, sometimes geographically restricted. Uh, would you say that's a pretty accurate kind of summary yeah, of it? I w yeah, I, w I would say that's a very accurate summary, and 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 I, I have to always give my my uh, disclaimer that you know obviously I'm a I'm a Texas-based attorney. I'm not I'm not licensed in any other state, and all 50 states have very very different non-compete laws, you know, so, it, you know, so anything, anything I say um, is going to be more about the, the federal laws that, that provide, you know, some sort of kind of a, of, a floor. And, but the federal government typically has not entered into the realm of, of non-compete directly. Um, there, there is a law called the Federal Defend Trade Secrets Act, which, uh, you know, is is non-compete uh, adjacent, and 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 you may be like, well, trade secret. I mean, that that's that's not uh, you know, that that that's a very very narrow category. But the definition of of, of trade secret under most uh, under most laws is just something of economic value. And so, you know, if you if you even know, you know, for example, contacts of of a client who you know who's worth millions of dollars you know and you know that information from being at your company you know there there can at least be an argument made be made if you go to another company that that's a a trade secret you're using uh you're using against them if that information is not you know generally known uh you know uh outside of outside of the company so um but non-competes the federal government has has not has not ever 
regulated this field where all 50 states have, you know, very different uh, non-compete laws. And the FTC is seeking to, um, uh, has a proposal out as of January 5th, uh, which would deem non-compete provisions to be an unfair method of competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, at this point, it is proposed. It has not uh, been been uh, executed yet. Uh, I'm not sure how that uh, uh, process works out. I'm sure it has steps of vetting that I, I'm assuming are internal, like a lot of the other commissions, like when the Federal Communications Commission, for example, uh, makes a vote and, and you know votes on specific things. Um, and so we'll just have to see. Uh, but this is this potentially seems to me to be pretty far-reaching. Um, you know, and when I look at, um, the, you know, them from a very personal uh, level, because, again, I've worked in companies where it was needed for where I worked, and then I have been in leadership of companies where we required it from employees, you know, and, and as an owner, I required it from employees. And so, um, to me, they seem to be of value to the company, I see that they are potentially abusive, that they should be narrow in focus, um, but I'm not a big fan of, uh, in general of uh, policy approaches that end up being throwing the baby out with the bathwater, which when I initially look at this, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 kind, of, I kind of have the same, the same kind of general feelings as you, um, and, and, and my thought process would be, I like I like the states that are proposing kind of income limitations and saying, hey, because, uh, you know, for example, like my my first non-compete case that I ever that I ever got at my whenever I opened my own firm uh, was a case involving where I was defending a hairstylist who was subject to a non-compete. And I, I think that's that's just kind of kind of ridiculous in my mind. Like, I don't I don't I don't think that hairstylists should be should be subject to non-competes you know in the in the in in the grand scheme of things i think i think that's almost like that's almost like that's a very very personal decision you know in terms of you know who you want to do your hair and and you know i feel like the goodwill is is kind of held by the hairstylist for lack of a better way of putting it in terms of you know that that client relationship is not necessarily the salons but is more um you know the stylist but um but yeah, i but especially especially so many since so many of these salons are people who rent a, rent a chair right they don't even work for the salon they rent a chair um you know it is you know it is as relationship driven as your bartender and your therapist is what I, what i see when it comes to people handling your hair and so that is a bizarre thought. Uh, I never even heard of such. You talk about overreaching. Yeah, I mean that, and and that's how that's how I felt. And and there is some in in Texas, there is some kind of general case law that says that you can't you can't prevent somebody from kind of uh, you know exercising their their basic trade, um, you know. But but uh, unfortunately, the courts have kind of narrowed in on on that on that or narrowed that exception over, over the course of time. But, um, but, but yeah, all, all of that being said, I think, you know, in my view, I think an income threshold, Hey, if you, if you earn over 125, if you earn over 150, 
you can be subject to a non-compete. But the stories, the, you know, the, the people who, who call me, you know, because I do represent employees uh, a lot of times, the people who call me are people who are more rank and file, you know, maybe earning, you know, forty to $100,000 and are, are calling me, you know, uh, you know, afraid of these uh, non-compete agreements. And I just don't think, you know, I mean, realistically, most of these people can't afford to be outside of their industry for a year, you know, in the in the geographic scope of what their non-compete says. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you know, require them to move, you know, to a different area. You know how much that costs? Uh, you know, it's, it's, man, that's just bizarre. I haven't even heard of something like that. Uh, that's a good example of how not to do it. Um, what do you think is going to happen in the end after comments and everything else that goes through the process? Uh, do they go ahead and just uh, do away with it all together, or do you think they modify what what happens? Uh, again, very young, I signed. Uh, I worked for uh, was interviewed by a company that had a non compete. I wanted to read it, and I read it, and I was like. Uh, so are you going to provide my retirement when I live here? Because I don't know how I'm going to make a living <laughs> after I leave. And, and uh, it goes without saying I didn't decide to compete nor did I work with them. Um, you know, and so to me, again, uh, there seems to be a third way. I always worry. We live in a culture of extremes, don't we? Uh, to me, it seems like there's a third way that, uh, you know, from the extreme of we control everything about you and the way you make money and how you do business to the extreme of, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter what you do, even if it's harmful to the ones that are providing it, you know, income for you. Now, there's got to be a third way. Is that going, do you think going to happen, or do you think the environment is right for them to do exactly what, the, what is being proposed? I, I mean, generally when, when rules come out, I, I, I feel like, if they're if they're kind of surprising or extreme, they usually they usually have a tendency to get watered down. But but I'm curious in in what way are they you know are they gonna are they gonna water this down um, you know and and I mean the only the only thing I can think of to 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 really narrow this and and still have the kind of spirit of the rule be in place is is the is the uh, is the income requirement, but, 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 you know, I don't think the income requirement really squares really well with the, with the FTC's purpose of, you know, preventing unfair methods of, of competition, you know, because I mean, in, in reality, right. If, if, if I feel like you, if you want to really promote a free market, right. In the grand scheme of things, you, you would actually want, the people who are the most, uh, you know, who are earning the most to be able to jump and move from company to company and, and compete. Yes, yes. And that would be better for everyone, even the company that is in the short term adversely affected, that it creates a better environment for them in the long term. That's a lot, frankly, that's a lot of like the income tax. Oh, you're, a, you're just uh, booming. You're you're growing. Uh, yeah, we need to tax you more because you moved up the income bracket because you're so good at what you do. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, – I'm not saying there shouldn't be a tax. You know, you know, I'm not going to that extreme. We should, however, factor in how these events affect behavior. 
And certainly what you just gave, and, and even my example, are how uh, it may be fostering the exact type of behavior they don't want. Correct, correct, yes. I mean, and, and so, I mean, like, like everything, I, I, I think that there, there's a balance. I mean, at, at the very least, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, they, they did allow uh, non-competes to stay in existence for is, uh, is uh, in, in this proposed rule is if there's a sale of a business and more than 25% of the business is being uh, sold, uh, that, that non-compete is valid. Uh, under 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 this proposed rule, if it would go in effect, so so they, I mean, they've obviously envisioned some things, um, uh, but but I'm not sure what the what the complete picture would be, and and if I remember correctly, I don't, I you know, the FTC, I, most of the time, whenever I hear about the FTC, it's like, oh, they're banning this company from merging for, with this other company because you know. It it would be too monopolistic or something to that effect. Um, but I thought it's one of those agencies that it has like it has like something like five commissioners and they get appointed every year or something to that effect. Um, and and so so it, you're right. It may it may come down to the votes. You know how many how many how many Trump commissioners are left and how many Biden commissioners uh, have been uh, <laughs> have been appointed. Yeah, yeah, those commissions though are so small that uh, they generally can rule the roost. You know, if you get all three out of five to line up, uh, they don't really have to do much compromise. Uh, it's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out. This is Tom Persivan. He is a show regular here on The Price of Business. Parsfirm.com is his website. Final thoughts, Sam, as we wrap it up. Well, I mean, it, 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 I feel like my, my my final thought is pretty pretty similar uh, with regard to most of the topics we talk about, which is uh, something to the effect of we we will we will have to see how things uh, develop. Yes, yes, uh, I'm sure we'll unbox whatever the final result is because I think it could be pretty important, uh, potentially harmful, um, and and yet at the same time I like the idea of having healthy parameters. Frankly, the healthy parameters around these are in the interest of the business because when they do crazy stuff, like that first one, if I sign and I wanted to fight it, if, if I went to court, I'd win in court, but I'd have to spend money to do that. Why do that? Uh, they're gonna, and, you know, when they have those outrageous ones, they end up hurting the whole concept of non-compete. Right, right, and 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 that's really the problem. You know, actually, the one of the first cases that I ever fought on, I think, while I was still actually a law clerk, I hadn't even graduated law school, was was a was a non-compete fight, uh, and and it, it and it did kind of involve a, a shareholder of a company, but but that guy spent over a hundred thousand dollars to to fight his overbroad non-compete, and fortunately for him, he he won, but um, but but you know. Most people don't have don't have the ability to do so, and uh, yeah. and it does create um, some potential for abuse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, most of us don't have 100k laying around to be used like that. All right, this on Thursday, Thanks so much. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more. <laughs>